from the Thai Cats Audio Network. This is Thai Cats Today with Louie B. Yes, it is Thai Cats Today for a Wednesday, October the 27th, 2021. And it's just one of those days you look down at the calendar, you look down at your watch and your phone, and you see October 27th, and you're like, what? October 27th? Uh, that's how I feel today, anyway. But uh, happy Wednesday to you, Hump Day. As the Thai Cats are still a few short days away from their next game when they take on the Elks in Edmonton. 9.45 kickoff on the Thai Cats Audio Network. Andy Fantuz and I will get you set with Tiger Cats pregame starting at 8.45. Uh, speaking of that game, there's a brand new episode of Speaking with the Enemy. I'm joined by their color analyst on 6.30 Ched Radio in Edmonton, uh, Dave Campbell. So we talk a little bit about the Elks as there's a lot going on with them. Uh, so go check that out wherever you're checking this out here on the Thai Cats Audio Network. Coming up on today's show, I will let you know we'll hear from Coach O as we normally do, as we always do, I should say, uh, on Tie Cats Day. We'll also hear from Simone Lawrence because Simone Lawrence enters the game just a few short tackles behind Coach O. Orlando Steinauer, in terms of all-time tackles in CFL history. He's also just 12 back of Rob Hitchcock's record for all-time total tackles. Uh, he already owns defensive tackles, but uh, Sim is a few short tackles away from breaking a couple of records, and uh, we'll hear from him coming up. We'll also be joined by Coach Craig Butler. He coached the, coaches the DBs. He's also a special teams assistant in addition to being a former Tiger Cat himself. Uh, so we'll hear from him coming up as uh, he joins the show as uh, the Ticats DBs having a fantastic start to the season. I shouldn't say start to the season as we're in week 13 here, but uh, we'll get uh, some of the secrets of their success when we're joined by uh, Coach Butts coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, right now, let's take a look at the Ticats injury report from yesterday. Braylon Addison did not practice. We heard that from Coach yesterday. It doesn't sound like he's going to go. Frankie Williams as well did not practice, both unlikely to play on went uh, Friday, excuse me. Uh, a couple of other names, Mason Bennett, Jackson Bennett were both limited. Darius Sirocco was limited. Coach, we'll have an update on him in just a second. Ted Laurent was limited. Uh, everybody else, a full participant who was on there. Uh, and we'll get the updated uh, one coming up in a bit. Uh, the trade deadline might have already passed by the time you're listening to this. Uh, but the trade deadline for the CFL is 5 p.m. on Wednesday. Uh, so if you're listening to this in the first hour, 90 minutes that it uh, hit the airwaves, then uh, the trade deadline might still be going on. Uh, but if not, the trade deadline, 5 p.m. today. And we asked Coach going into today, going into that deadline, whether he expected to uh, to make any moves. Here's what he had to say after practice. Well, I think everybody's always trying to, to better their football team. There's there's nothing to report, obviously, right now. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I, I wouldn't anticipate anything but i uh, would never say never i'll answer it in reverse order we 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 uh we expect Scirocco to be able to go and 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 pl and play in there for us um we'll obviously protect ourselves again because you know he'll he's obviously nursing nursing an injury uh i was proud of uh yarborough and 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 of born call for sure i thought that they they stepped up and uh and, and did with give us a good opportunity to execute our offense and our game plan. Um, you know, no player ever grades out grades out perfect, but um, you know, 
playing tackle in this league is uh, it's not an easy task or in any league really. Uh, but, you know, was, was very pleased. He's a tough kid and he's a self-starter and, you know, he'll get another start under his belt and, and you hope he's gained experience and his soreness is worn off and he's ready to go. Well, <clears throat> Simone's play speaks for itself and that's why we're going to sit him down for the rest of the year. Cause he's not going to touch my record. So we'll start there. No, um, I can't, I can't say enough great things about Simone because, you know, people are always going to see the flamboyant guy that loves to play and, you know, you know, part of the sports entertainment part of it, but what they don't see is how hard he works at practice, how hard he studies, how committed to the football team he is, uh, what a great teammate he is, uh, how he, how he's bought in to different roles, no matter what, what's been asked of him. So He's very deserving of the outside recognition that he's received and is, is continued receiving. Um, but he's, he's a respected guy who brings it every day in practice. Energy raises other people's energy level. So his contribution is bigger than statistics. His contribution uh, encourages other people to raise their level of competition. I think the other thing, one of Simone's great attributes is I can probably name maybe three or four, maybe five times of times where I'd had to motivate Simone. He's a self-starter. He expects the best out of himself all the time. He's ultra competitive. Is that enough time on Simone? <laughs> yeah, we won't play this back for him either. So don't. Uh, uh, no, he's, he's, he's one of the special guys and, uh, you know, who knows? He may he may jump all the way up uh, this week, but if not, he'll it'll be soon. That is the head coach of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, you heard him there talk about uh, the trade deadline. You know, he said never say never. Uh, he talked about uh, Darius Sirocco. Sounds like he's going to start uh, at center, which is great news for the Tiger Cats. And uh, a nice. Nice answer there for Simone Lawrence. A little joking that he's not going to play the rest of the year so he doesn't pass his record. Uh, but Sim will definitely start on Friday. Uh, we joked and you know we told him that the coach wasn't going to play him. But uh, we, we did start our conversation with Simone after the game, after practice today, excuse me. We asked him about what it means to him to, uh, to be breaking these records or on the verge of writing his name even further in the Tiger Cats record book. It's just good, especially a part, uh, just being a part of the Tiger Cat defense. You know, the city's known for defense and um, anything to make the city proud. You know, I know they're proud of me. Uh, I think they got a good quarterback. Um, I think he does a good job getting the ball. He has a, he has a cannon on his arm. Um, he gets the ball downfield. He does a good job. Um, they're running back. They have a good running game. Um, they have a bunch of good players with Greg, um, Darrell Walker, you know, so they're they're a team filled with talent. So we have to be careful with them. For sure, you know, they're professional football players, so they're going to come in here or we're going to and they're playing at home. You know, I'm sure they want to get their first win at home. So, you know, they're going to come in with all the juice in the world. You know, we just got to settle and play tire cap football. Um, honestly, we're just getting around the ball and we're capitalizing off of the quarterback's mistakes um, and reads and receivers uh, dropping passes. And we're just being around the football. 
Uh, it's it's good for it's good. You know, that's what everybody wants to do on defense is pitch uh, shutouts, no touchdowns. Um, so it's really good for the defensive morale. And we're just trying to keep rocking in, in that in that direction. That is Simone Lawrence as he spoke after practice today. All right, let's get to my guest. Very pleased now to be joined by the DB coach, the defensive back coach, in addition to his uh, duties as a special teams assistant. Uh, Craig Butler, Coach Craig Butler here with us. And uh, Coach Butler, I know this is your first uh, full season as a positional coach. So uh, just on that point, just checking in. How's the season been going for you? Yeah, well, the season's obviously, you know, had its ups and downs. Um, you know, we we, you know, we obviously come in every year expecting some sort of adversity. You just never know what's going to hit. So, um, you know, speaking just from the DB perspective, we've had, you know, different lineups, uh, a lot of different weeks, but, uh, the core group of guys has been there and, you know, overall, um, you know, we're happy with, you know, how we've been working, but you know, we're never satisfied. So, uh, one thing we love about this group of guys is we come in to work every day and we have fun. And, uh, when you got guys that are doing that, it's, uh, makes it enjoyable, you know, if you're coming off a winner, if you're coming off an L. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it because, like, you look, Delvin Bro retires, Rico Murray's gone. Like, there were questions coming into the season about the secondary, and it seems like people who were asking those questions forgot about guys like Cariel Brooks and, uh, you know, Tunde Adelike and what they can bring. What have you seen specifically from those veterans that, that have really seemed to have – who have been in the league a while, who have even stepped up their game even further this season? Yeah, I mean, guys, guys that have played in this uh, in this league in the CFL, um, they're you know they're vital uh, in the defensive backfield just because of communication. You know, we got we're the only unit unit really with six guys out there, right? Receivers are working with five, O line are five. So you know, the more guys, the more communication you need. And when you have um, veterans and guys who have seen formations and teams' tendencies, and especially that get to know other teams' quarterbacks. You know, they become crucial in, you know, um, you know, extending and passing down that along that knowledge. And guys like Tunde and Brooks and Roll uh, and, you know, Siante, even though he's new to the team, not new to the league, you know, they've just been invaluable as far as uh, their presence and, and their leadership. And to that point, it must make bringing guys like Dez, bringing guys like Stavros into that group a whole lot easier, knowing that they just have to kind of look up and see the guys who are leading by example. Yeah, well, yeah, no, it does make it easier. And, you know, they, they may look up for, uh, for a minute or for a day, but then I think they've quickly realized that it's time for them to step up as leaders too in their own way. So um, that's the beautiful thing about football is you, everyone gets a chance to lead. And I think guys like Dez and Stav and Cam, um, you know, they found, they found their roles, even though it may have taken, you know, a game or two or, you know, a week or so or whatever, they've, they've kind of uh, etched out their own role and, you know, they're starting to be impact players. Uh, obviously, this season has not gone the way Mike Daly's wanted to, battling injuries, but can you just talk about what it means to have number 35 on the sidelines, at practice, at the games, out there kind of, again, being, it almost seems like he's, He's a, a secondary DB coach out there for you, one of your assistants, because it seems he's out there literally every single day. Yeah, I mean, Mike, you know, he's uh, just the person he is, is uh, it speaks volume to, you know, how much he cares about, you know, this team and this organization, just obviously having some injuries that, you know, have, uh, are tough, right? I, you know, I kind of went through a similar thing and, 
you know, you just, you, you try to find ways that you can um, still make an impact. And Daly's done that, you know, uh, in spades, in games and practices. You can hear him. You know, it's funny. I'm, I was in the booth. I'm in the booth on game days, and I can hear him through the headsets, uh, yelling at the gunners on special teams and helping the DBs out when, uh, when they're passing the ball. So uh, having a guy like Mike, you know, um, with such high character, right, he only creates the, you know, belt builds the bond more. And he's just his knowledge that he brings is, um, you know, it's second to none. Like even when I was playing, I always felt like Daly was coming for my job. And now it may be another scenario of that happening again. So, no, but honestly, you know, I, I love that guy. And I know he's, it's, you know, it's, it's felt uh, throughout the locker room. Yeah, I know you two guys go obviously way back, uh, so a lot of love there. Let's talk about your role on uh, special teams uh, because I remember talking about this with Ryan Bold and, you know, considering the challenges that, that, you know, with this pandemic that you guys are facing, that with a group as big as special teams, it's hard to even have meetings all together in the same room. But being yeah. able to do what you guys have been doing on coverage uh, teams and protections and things like that, you know, I know Jeff had mentioned that, it's just a really fun group. It's a young group. Like you have a lot of rookies on special teams, but what have you seen from them that's impressed you? Yeah, we just kind of seen the guys buy in. Um, you know, um, the thing with when you have younger guys, rookies, guys that have never played in this league before is um, you have a chance to kind of not mold them, but influence them and kind of show them the way and, you know, um, get them to really buy in about your certain messaging and, how, you know, special teams are played, you know, in for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. So the young guys, to their credit, they've uh, they've stepped up and, you know, we're halfway through the season, more than halfway through the season now. So they're really not rookies anymore. You know, it's um, they've they've took control uh, Where the first few weeks. You kind of had to tell them, you know, every time where to go, put them in the right spot. And now they've started to kind of take that on their own. And uh, they're hardworking and bunch. They're aggressive. And, again, they have fun, right? You start to see them celebrating together on, on the film, the rookies. And once you see that, you know, when you see 12 guys around the ball every play, you know that they're enjoying the game. And, you know, that's an important part. The schematics, you know, they'll, they'll come, right? But if you're not having fun and you're not playing with energy and playing hard and playing for each other, then it's tough to win no matter what scheme you got. So those guys, all the credit to them, they're, they've been busting their tail every week and they're just keep on getting better. Uh, have you seen a 6'4", 260-pound D-E defensive end get to the ball as quickly as Lorenzo Malden the fourth did on uh, Saturday? I mean, that guy was literally the first one of the ball on coverage team, which is pretty impressive considering coming off a six-game injured list. Yeah, I mean, Maldo made an impact, right? When you talk about, um, you know, designated imports or, um, you know, designated Americans, I guess they call them now, when they're on the field, they, they you know, they need to make an impact, and that's exactly what Lorenzo did. Um, well, Jeff and I were talking. If you know, if we were lining up on KOR and we had to count, and he was the guy that we were counting the block, it would be a, be a bit of a tough draw for us. So you know, he made an impact. Credit to him. He worked his butt off coming off injuries, and it was just we're really happy to see him have successful you know success and help our team win. I know you touched on it. Just get back to the, the younger guys. They're not rookies anymore, but considering guys like Bailey Feltmate, Nick Cross, Mason Bennett, I mean, these guys had zero pro experience coming into this season. Can you put into perspective how they've managed to, to figure out how they've managed to come together? And I know Miles Manalo would have been on that list, and I see he's working his way back, and we're hoping for the best for him. But, I mean, it really is impressive when you look at the guys that were brought in in the 2020-2021 drafts 
immediately make an impact on special teams. Yeah, I mean, they're just they're just stand-up guys. I mean, that was part of the reason that they got drafted, too, was not just obviously their football ability, but just the character as, as people, too. So, you know, we, we kind of had ex- expectations of them as football players. And then um, as people, they've kind of, you know, grown and taken the coaching and learned from early mistakes that they've made. And, you know, now they're, they're still going to make mistakes, which is part of the game. But – you know, I think they've also started to uh, hold each other accountable, which when you're a young player and you're a rookie, it's, it's sometimes it's tough to do. And they've took coaching from not only the coaches, but from the veteran players. So uh, they're, you know, they're, they're going to continue to learn. There's a lot more to learn, right? That's the beautiful part about this game is you learn something new every day and you get taught a lesson every day. So they've, they've, they're starting to understand that. And again, when you got a young group, uh, youthful guy full of energy and, physical guys too right they're they're not just running around they're running around hitting guys too so that's uh they're making an impact and i think it's i think it's contagious throughout the football team when you see young guys having fun making plays everybody else wants to join in on the party uh your western mustangs are four and one they're gonna wrap up their uh their regular season this week against windsor uh do you see greg marshall's uh group uh, making a run here in uh, the oua u sports playoffs Man, I guess. I mean, they're always, you know, they should be always ready to take a run. That's that's kind of the tradition over there at Western. You know, I know this year everything's a little jumbled up and you're playing Windsor twice in a season, which I don't know last time that's ever happened. So, uh, but there's a little bit more parity, right, which is interesting to see this year. You see teams like U of T making the playoffs and Windsor's winning games and upsetting teams. And, um, you, know, I, you know, I won't speak on the teams that are losing, but – yeah, we'll see. You know, hopefully I, Western's always expected to be playing in November. So that's the expectations that they've set since Greg's been there. Um, you know, it's, it'll be interesting to see. I know they got a bunch of young guys, especially in offense. So it's always great to follow them and, uh, and uh, catch a game, you know, highlights when I can. Uh, Coach Butts, thanks so much for doing this. Appreciate it. I know you're a busy guy. All right. Appreciate it, Louie. My thanks to Coach Butler for joining me today, and my thanks to you as well. Make sure to join us tomorrow as uh, we continue to get you set for the Ticats and Elks. That game on Friday on the Ticats Audio Network, a 9.45 kickoff. Andy Fantu's on the air, 8.45, to bring you Tiger Cats pregame presented by Active Green and Ross. But join us tomorrow on Ticats today, same time, same place. For the Ticats Audio Network, I'm Louie B. Hoping you have a great day. Tie Cats today with Louis B. Subscribe, like, and get your Tie Cats fix every weekday.